Amen. I just want to talk to you just for a second. They, they sung that song during the offertory, and he is our redeemer. If, if you've been, you know, I, I, I think about this often, and, and I'm going to try to watch that clock better this time, but, you know, I think about this often when, when we get saved. You know, I hear people, I go to the jails, I spend a lot of time in the court system, and I talk to young men and young women, and I ask them the question, I say, if you died today, would you go to heaven or hell? And they're, oh, yeah, I'd go to heaven. And I'm like, well, well why do you believe that? I mean, you've been, you've been shooting meth, you've been snorting coke, you've been doing all these things, you've been stealing from everybody. Why do you believe that? Well, when I was seven, I got baptized at my granny's church. When I was, when I was 14, you know, I was going to such and such. And what we've done is, is we've made this, this whole salvation process in the United States of America of no effect. Even our president says we are no longer a Christian nation. The, the, this, this Muslim, uh, the, 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 the Islamic uh, faith is growing at such an alarming rate because what happens is, is they've got one message that they, they share, but yet with the Christians, we, we've got all these different denominations, and we have lost the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to come together, we need to understand something about this salvation that we have. We are a Christian nation. This nation was built on godly principles. We, we need to understand, church, that we need to come together and we need to agree about this one thing. Not only do we have Jesus Christ, our Savior, but we have the Holy Spirit of God living on the inside of us. The Bible says this in Galatians chapter 3. If you have your Bibles, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Galatians 3, 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I know Pastor said you guys have been going through a series on the Holy Spirit. And this is the thing. I'll, I'll never forget Dr. Jimmy Lee. Uh, Dr. Jimmy Lee started the Teen Challenge Center down in Chattanooga. He also started the Teen Challenge Center in Nashville. Today he is the, the founder of uh, Living Free, which is part of the curriculum that we use in Teen Challenge out of Chattanooga. And I sat and I met with Dr. Jimmy Lee about a year ago, and we were just talking about Teen Challenge and how we have grown from a little building down in Gainesboro, Tennessee, to now 45 acres in Livingston, and, and how many people's lives have been transformed through this ministry. And, and we were just sitting there talking, and, and he's, you know, Dr. Jimmy Lee's one of these people that, uh, you know, when he speaks, I just, I just stop everything I'm doing and I just focus in on him. And we're just talking about, you know, how the, the plan and the vision God's given us for this ministry. And Dr. Jimmy Lee stopped halfway through. He said, Pastor Tim, let me share something with you. It's the Holy Ghost. And I'm just, I mean, we're at a restaurant, we're eating dessert, and all of a sudden I just stop and I'm like, do what, sir? He said, it's the Holy Ghost. He said, there's a lot of programs out there. He said, but this ministry changes lives because it's the Holy Ghost. The Bible says we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. We have been redeemed because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And not only have we been redeemed, but we've been filled with His Spirit. The Spirit of the living God has been gifted to us, lives inside of us. Church, if we would get a hold of these things, if we would understand this, we wouldn't have to worry about the Islamic State. We wouldn't have to worry about some of the things that's going on in Washington, D.C. If we would come together and understand that we have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, if we would walk these things out, man, how much better would our nation be and how many more people would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? This word redemption comes from this, this Greek word which means ransomed, bought back, restored by the payment of a price. It applies to being rescued, liberated, and set free. 
See, these ladies understand, I was once bound by drugs and alcohol, but today I have been set free by the blood of Jesus. I was once living in darkness, but today I am walking in the light. Church, do we really understand it's not just about this building? It's not just about Sunday mornings. It's about walking in your redemption. You have been bought with a price. You have been liberated by the blood of Jesus. You have been set free because of what he did on Calvary. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 17 through 19 says, If you call on the Father who, without partiality, judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves through the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold or from aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. We were redeemed by the blood of Jesus. This morning, I just want to share three quick things with you about this redemption. Because we say these things, you know, we've got these uh, Christianese words that we used. Born again, saved, redeemed. But do the people out there really understand what we mean when we talk about this redemption? And even more than that, do you really understand redemption? Well, I prayed this prayer. I confessed with my mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in my heart that God raised me. I'm saved. Do you understand that you are redeemed? So the first thing you need to understand is this. What were you redeemed from? You were redeemed from your sinful nature. The Bible says in Romans 3, 10 through 18, it says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who, who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues they have practiced deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Those who do not understand redemption, those who have not been saved, this is them. That was me at one time. My mouth did nothing but curse and tell lies. My life was full of sin. But when Jesus Christ redeemed me, things begin to change. When these ladies come into Teen Challenge, it's not just about getting them off drugs. Getting them off drugs is easy. If I lock somebody up for three to four months and don't let them around drugs or alcohol, they're going to be off. The problem is as soon as I open the door and I let them right back, if they, if they don't understand their redemption, they're going to go right back to what they used to do. We need to understand that we have been redeemed. Our lives have been changed from our old sinful nature. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed from the devil. For God was with them. God is with us and God has changed us. Before our redemption, we were slaves to sin. But because of our redemption today, we walk free. Because of what Jesus Christ did and the price that he paid. Number two, number one, not only did we under, need to understand that we were redeemed from our sinful nature, but number two, we need to understand there was a high price paid for our redemption. I think so many times we forget about the price that was paid at Calvary for our redemption. We can never, under, we, we can never lose sight of the fact that Jesus Christ had to die on the cross. He had to give him his life. God ransomed heaven. For our, for our sin. 
Today, it's because of Jesus Christ that we are saved by his blood. We're not just another program that just tells people, hey, do these 12 steps and you got it. No, we teach them this. There's one thing that you need to understand. It's Jesus Christ. Matthew 20, verse 28 says, Just as the Son of Man did not come to, to be served, but to serve and to give him his life a ransom. He gave his life a ransom for us. Sin is so opposed to God's perfect nature and characteristics that it requires an extreme sacrifice. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hebrews 9.22 says, And according to the law, almost all things are purified with the blood, and without the shedding of the blood there is no remission. Without the blood of Jesus there is no remission. You cannot be saved by anything else, not Scientology, not Muhammad, not Buddha. There is no other way that you can be saved except for the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has been applied to each and every one of us as called out to him, and he has imparted his spirit into our lives. We need to understand this, church, that we were redeemed when we called out to Jesus and we made him Lord of our life from our own sinful nature. There was also a high price that had to be paid for that redemption. And number three, you need to understand the results of this redemption. By accepting Christ's sacrifice and forgiveness of sins and surrendering our lives by his authority and purpose, we are freed from Satan's control and from the guilt and the shame and the power of sin. See, I hear people all the time, they go to these programs, they say, well, I'm an addict, but I've been clean for. No. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. When these ladies come through Teen Challenge, you heard what they said. I'm no longer that person. I've been brought out of darkness into his marvelous light. That old man is dead and I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Colossians 1.13 says he has delivered us from the power of darkness. He has conveyed us into the kingdom of his son and his love. Because of his love we have this redemption. And through the results of this redemption we can walk these things out. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19-20 says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? And you're not your own, for you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Do you glorify God in everything that you do? Pastor, get off my feet. I'm just asking the question. If we truly understand redemption, do you please God in everything you do? That's what we're called to do. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ, but no longer I live, but Christ lives in me through the gift that was given to us as salvation, which is the Holy Spirit. John chapter 15, verse 13 says, Greater love has no one than this, than he lay down his life for his friends. Jesus Christ calls you friend. He gave his all for you. He poured out his blood on the mercy seat for you. He sits at the right hand of God the Father for you because he loves you so much do we understand the price that was paid and do we live out this redemption that has been given for us we who have called upon the lord and believe in our heart we have been saved we have been redeemed we need to live our lives today as lights in this dark world so that we can live a life that is pleasing to him the vision of teen challenge of the upper cumberland is that we are dedicated to giving hope in Jesus Christ to those that struggle with life-controlling issues to make them productive disciples for the kingdom of God. 
to make them productive disciples for the kingdom of God. Our heart's desire is not just to get men and women, collect their money, take them through a program, house them for a few months, and then pat them on the hiney and say, go get them, boy. Our, our responsibility as the church of Jesus Christ, as the body of Christ, is to teach them to walk in their redemption, to understand that they have been bought with a price, that they have been cleansed from their old way of life, and that today they are new creations in Christ Jesus. I want to ask you this this morning. With everything that's within me, I don't know, they cut the clock off, so I'm hoping I'm, you know, just throw something at me. I'm going to ask you this. Not because you're in the church house. Not because at some point in your life you got baptized. Not because at some point somebody led you in a prayer. I'm asking you today, if you died today, do you know without a shadow of a doubt that you would go to heaven? Do you at your place of work, do you in front of your children, do you at Walmart live out the fact that you have been redeemed? Do people look at you and know? I was talking to a pastor friend of mine the other day. He said that, that one of the ladies in his church was ministering to another young lady in one of her college classes, started sharing Jesus with her, and the lady looked at her and said, oh, well, I'm saved. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. I, and what she really meant was I couldn't tell. Because I've heard you telling dirty jokes in the hall. I've heard you cussing in here. I've heard you grumbling, complaining about the teacher. I couldn't tell. Church, do we, the body of Christ, live out our redemption? That is the focus of Teen Challenge of Upper Cumberland. I'm going to ask you just real quickly, if every head would bow, if every eye would close, and I, I, I say this for this reason. Because I want you to not look around, not to try to get embarrassed, but to, to search your own heart. Close your eyes and ask yourself the question, if I die today, do I know without a shadow of a doubt that I would go to heaven? Not because of, I'm on the church roll, not because I'm a member of something. Are you truly living out your salvation? We have been redeemed. Do we live it? If you're in this place this morning and you say, Pastor Tim, I've never, I just happened by this church, first time here, I've never asked Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior, but today I want to make that decision. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Maybe you've been coming for a while and you say, but I've never came, I've never came to that altar call. But if Jesus Christ can take a, a cracked addict or a meth addict and can change their life, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. If that's you and you say, today I want to, today's the day of salvation and I want to make Jesus Christ my Lord, would you lift your hand in this place? Anybody? Anybody? So the next question is this. Everybody in here, they didn't raise their hand. I didn't see anybody in the balcony. So everybody's saying, I'm saved. I'm asking the question, does everybody around you know it? People you work with, places you go, do they know that you are the redeemed of the Lord. I love that song, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I am redeemed. Do you live it? Look at me, church. We're living in the last days. I believe this with everything that's within me. Jesus Christ is coming back. I share with the ladies this past week. You know, as you read the Gospels, the, the, the apostles, Peter, James, John, Paul, all of them, they preached with every ounce of energy within them as if Jesus was coming back tomorrow. I think what we've done is we've been lulled to sleep over the last 2,000 years and we don't believe it. I promise you. 
The day is drawing closer. Look around. The tax on Paris, homosexuality being legalized, and our president standing there saying we're no longer a Christian nation. Read your Bible. Jesus said these are just the beginning of sorrows. He's coming back, and he's looking for a church that would call out to him and would live their lives, surrender their lives as the redeemed of the Lord. I'm so grateful for the partnership that we have with Church on the Hill and with your pastor who preaches truth. I beg you, live it. There's a world out there that needs to see you. They need to hear your message. We're living in a world that is hopeless, and they need the hope of the promise of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.